Hey everybody, welcome to today's BNR Memo. I am your sweet and lovely host, Stacey Lynn. Here today, I'm going to share with you a couple of stories that caught my eye that may interest you. So let's get started. The first story I want to bring to you comes from the American Bible Society. And it's titled, We Saw Horrible Things. Okay, and, then, and this is what the article is about. It says here, Caught between an angry government and violent rebel forces, Qasim and his family were no longer safe in their Syrian home. When the militia entered the city where they lived, the Syrian government started to shell us with rockets. Shells hit us from every side. Our neighbors were killed or injured by the explosive barrels. These barrels were falling and exploding with shrapnel scattering. We saw people either dead or injured. We saw horrible things around us. We were very frightened. With no electricity or water and a shortage of food, the family hunkered down in the darkness to the sounds of explosions. As the fighting escalated, no one was safe. We had to leave. We had no choice. The family left all their belongings and fled for their lives to Iraq. Even though he was a successful businessman in Syria, Kasim and his family struggled to survive in Iraq. Finding work to care for his family is difficult. They live in an abandoned old house with no windows and no doors. However, they found a source of hope in Iraq through God's word. Kasim and his family were introduced to God through three Bibles given to them by our partner's generosity. I started reading, I contemplated the Bible stories, and loved the holy book. The whole Bible has touched my life and soul. Kasim began to attend church and accept Jesus Christ as his Savior. They moved closer to the church and his children were able to attend schools. I read scripture with my children and wife daily. We learned how to talk to the Lord and how to open direct contact with Jesus. We are praying together before we sleep at night. After my children fall asleep, I stay hours awake praying and reading. Before I believed in Jesus, I was always worried, nervous, but finally I learned how to give my life to the Lord, to trust him and put all my burdens on him. That is a great story, isn't it? And according to the American Bible Society website, this is not his real name. Uh, His name is changed for privacy purposes, but this is not uncommon um, in countries like Syria, Egypt, even Israel. Sometimes, you know, believers have uh, have struggles and they've they've seen lots of things. But this is the power of God's word, which is an amazing, amazing thing. And I think that uh, um, I just think it's cool. So I hope you enjoyed that story. Up next, I have a story that came from U.S. News and World Report, and it's titled, Plaintiffs Propose Replacing the Bible with Book of Faith. Hmm. The plaintiffs in a federal lawsuit challenging the display of a Bible at New Hampshire's Veterans Hospital have proposed replacing it with a Book of Faith containing writings and prayers from seven religious groups. The plaintiffs... uh, here say the lawsuit was filed in 2019 by two U.S. Air Force veterans against the hospital director 
said the Bible's inclusion on a table honoring missing veterans and POWs is a violation of the U.S. Constitution. They said the table should be a memorial to all who served. Government lawyers argued the lawsuit should be dismissed because the lead plaintiff acknowledged he wasn't offended by the display. Can you believe that? <laughs> the plaintiff suggested amending their lawsuit after a case at the F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, where a decision was made to replace the Bible on memorial tables with a POW MIA Book of Faith in 2018. The book would contain writings and prayers from seven Department of Defense chaplain-appointed faith groups, Protestant, Roman Catholic, Orthodox, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, and Hindu, as well as blank pages to represent those who find solace by other means. According to the motion filed Monday, it said the defendants don't object to the filing of the motion. Yeah. So I think it's interesting um, when I read things like this. This is nothing new. This has been going on for a, a, a while. My friend Gordon Klingenschmidt has been covering stories like this for a long time. Um, but I do find it interesting that there is this angst and this annoyance among people who um, don't want to accept that Christianity is the one way. Jesus said himself that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father but by him and through him. That is the reality. And so when the devil's trying to do his work, trying to get other ways in there, um, it's taking away from the one true way. So that's something to think about, pray about, and all that. And then lastly, I have this story coming out of Tennessee, where I live, so this caught my eye. Uh, this is titled, Tennessee Man Sentenced for, for Defrauding Charities of Hundreds of Thousands of Dollars. Tennessee man has been sentenced to more than six years in federal prison for running a scam that defrauded more than 100 organizations, including churches, charities, nonprofit environmental agencies, and the Peace Corps, out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. <clears throat> Jamie Walsh, who is 53 years old, will serve 78 months in federal prison for one count of bank fraud in connection with the scheme and was also ordered to pay restitution to victims in the amount of $203,840.70. The U.S. Attorney's Office of the Western District of Tennessee said that between June 13th and March 2019, Walsh defrauded the groups by making a large donation, then saying he had made an error that he had mistakenly donated $4,500 when he only intended to give $45 just as an example, asking for a refund for the difference in the two amounts. He would immediately withdraw the refunded money from his account and the original donation would be rejected for insufficient funds. Now, all of you criminals listening to this, now you know what to do. <laughs> oh boy. Groups that were scammed included LifeNews.com, Cathedral of Our Later of the Angels Catholic Church, the Convention of States Movement, and more. He defrauded victims of more than $863,000 and was successful in getting more than $241,000. Um, and then he pled guilty to fraud on March 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, you got to love it. You got to love all the work people do so that they don't work. You know what I'm talking about? So, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. So hopefully nobody's nonprofit that I know of. Life News, I unfortunately, I do know of. Uh, but um, the good news is this guy got busted. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. So let me encourage you today by just reminding you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep Stay in his word. Meditate on his word day and night. Trust in him with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. And remember that, you know, God is true and every man is a liar. So, you know, we, we can look at this negative news and some positive news, but at the same time, let us not forget that we are called to be ambassadors here on earth. And this is not our home if we're in Christ. So hope you have a great day. Uh, don't forget, you can go over to BibleNewsRadio.com. You can donate there to our nonprofit, Heart Tug International, and support what we're doing. And don't forget, you can also sign up for our, our email list or my text message list if you're interested in Bible reading accountability or being a part of uh, any of my Bible studies. So I hope to see you, and thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.